so freaking bad, dude. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's my next show. I am recording. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Rachel. I'm Caroline. And this is Vibing with Vino. So today we are going to obviously talk about what wine we're drinking. We're going to do some cheers in. We're going to do some spotlighting. We're going to do some catching up. We're going to do some freaking catching up. We got lots to talk about. And then we're talking about Netflix or more than Netflix because there's also other streaming services that are used. We're going to talk but all Netflix. about <laughs> TV. All about TV. Yay! Woohoo! Yeah, strap in for this one because I have a feeling this may be long. Eh, we'll see. But probably. <laughs> probably. Mm, probably. So, Rachel, what anyway. wine are we drinking today? So today, Caroline is making me introduce this again because we have another French wine today. And I can't do the French accent. And that's okay. That's what I'm here for. Exactly. Exactly. So today we are drinking a Louis Jadot Rosé, vintage 2020. Great. Yeah. So we can talk all about this wine later on. But for now, let's take our glasses and do a little cheers in. Cheers, Rach. Cheers, Caroline. But who are we cheersing to this week? Well, so we have two birthdays to talk about. So originally, as you guys know, this podcast episode was supposed to come out last week. And unfortunately, Rachel and my schedules became so hectic that we could not possibly find a time to record So unfortunately, we had to delay this podcast. So we are still going to cheers to our person last week because it was going to come out directly on my other best friend's birthday, Paulina. So Paulina, happy birthday. Happy belated birthday, Paulina. Yes. But the day that this podcast comes out is my other wonderful friend, Mike's birthday. So happy birthday, Puff. Woohoo. Happy birthday, Pauline and Puff. Puff and Paulina. Happy birthday, friends. Puff and Paulina. The PPs. (laughs) Yes. And I feel as though we would be doing a disservice if we did not also mention what's going on in Ukraine right now. So while I don't think we can really like cheers to them, we do want to send out our condolences and just say that we're, you know, All of our thoughts and prayers are going towards Ukraine and everyone who is currently in a terrifying situation. And while there's not much that we can do, we just really hope that it is resolved sooner rather than later and that it doesn't turn into a huge thing, even though I think it might be. We just want to hope that everybody stays safe during this situation. 
or as safe as they can be. Yes. And if you don't know what's going on, please go educate yourself. It is, it's so scary. We might talk about it more as more information comes up and it progresses. Um, But we just wanted to briefly mention it this week. Yeah. Another thing to mention is that we are now entering uh, Women's History Month. Yeah. And so shout out to all the badass women kicking ass out there. We love you, ladies. We love you, ladies. Oh, yes. Yes. And so many cheersing today. So many cheersing. So let's cheers to all of our cheers folk. I don't like that. What am I trying to say? I don't, I don't know. know. Let's cheers to cheers all of our cheers. That we cheers to. <laughs> cheers to all of our cheers. How many cheers, times can cheers. we say cheers in like a minute? Cheers, 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 cheers. Cheers to everyone. Woo. <laughs> all right. And now, since we did not get to in release our last episode during Black History Month, we are still going to do our last Black History Spotlight Yes, because we meant to do it. We had people picked out. So why would we not include it? Exactly. And it's still just as important. Yes. Am I wearing my shirt backwards? Oh, I fully am. (laughs) I'm fully wearing my shirt backwards. (laughs) I was like, what is that square? Is that the tag? Yeah, it is. Oh, it's one of those weeks, ladies. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, now that I know how to dress myself like a normal 22-year-old. <laughs> now we can get back to our historical black figure for the week. <laughs> yeah. Because like we were saying before all this happened, it is still just as important two days after February than it is in February. Yes. So, so let's get to it. Caroline, would you, you like go to start? First. No, you oh. go first because why? Mine okay. links to what we're going to be talking about. Okay. All right. I'll go first. Okay, so I have a person and a thing to talk about this week. Um, And so rather than trying to explain that whole thing, I'll just go right into it. I wanted to start out by talking about Howard University. Because Howard University has been mentioned almost every single person we talk about. I think every single one so far. Well, not, okay. Not person, but every single episode, I think we've talked about Howard University. Yeah. And so I wanted to give a little background about the university itself. And so Howard University was founded in 1867. And since its founding, it has produced the greatest number of graduates with advanced degrees. And today it offers the most educational programs compared to any other historically black college or university. Um, It is named after Oliver Otis Howard, who was a Civil War general, and since its inception, it has been fiercely dedicated to graduate and professional education. And so two years after the founding of the university, the Howard University Law School was founded, 
and it was the first school in the nation to have a non-discriminatory admissions policy. So that meant that they accepted black and white students as well as both male and female students. Very cool. Yes, yes. And so, however, in its first 30 years of being a law school, only eight women graduated from Howard Law. Wow. Yeah. But the very first woman who graduated from Howard Law School is who I'm going to be talking about today. She was accepted in 1869 when the law school first opened and graduated in 1872. And her name is Charlotte Ray. Cool. Yes. So she was the first black woman to graduate from Howard Law. And after that became the first woman in general not just black woman, but she was the first woman in general to be admitted to the uh, Washington, D.C. Bar Association. Cool. And then went on to be the first woman in general to practice before the D.C. Supreme Court. So all of her accomplishments were noted in the Women's Journal, where they included her as one of the women of the century, which was really awesome. And she totally deserved it. Absolutely. She also went on to open her law, her own law office and was known as a lawyer to be eloquent, authoritative, and one of the best lawyers on corporations in the country. So she was one of the women that it was kicking butt at the time. And so... seriously, Also a graduate of Howard University. And so cheers to Charlotte Ray. Cheers to her. So, Caroline, who is your person of the week? I chose the first Black filmmaker since we are talking all about TV shows. And although it's not movies, it's still within the realm. And that is Oscar Michaud, I'm pretty sure. It's it's totally a French last name. So it's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X. Michaud. That's Michaud. Yeah, I um, I, I googled the pronunciation of it <laughs> because I didn't want to go Michooks. <laughs> I could tell it was not going to be right. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I you appreciate really, that. You would have been like, nope, cancel the podcast in total. I'm out. I cannot be here any longer. Yeah. So you're welcome for (laughs) me doing my research. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So Oscar Michaud was born in 1884 and died in 1951. He was born in Illinois. His career began by going door to door trying to sell his writing. So he started off as an author just going up to all the doors in the neighborhood and being like, will you buy my book? And then after he sold his first novel, he gave up farming because he came from a farming family and he wrote six more novels, quite a few. He was contacted by the first black owned movie production company, which is Lincoln Film Company, to make his third novel into a film and he rejected it. Mm. So instead he made his own film version of the same novel. So the novel was called The Homesteader, and this was the first full-length feature film written, produced, and directed by an African-American. 
That's awesome. He really said, I'm going to do everything. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I just love that he had, you know, he had been approached by the first Black-owned movie production company, which I'm sure at the time was, like, huge. And he was like, no, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. Which I think is very uh, non – it's very atypical as most people would be like, oh, yeah, a movie production company knows what they're doing. So let the movie production – company do this yeah but he said no so then he later on went to produce 44 films between 1919 and 1948 wow that's a lot of films within that time that is a lot yeah so that means that he was producing films uh, almost up until when he died because he died three years later wow And so then he was memorialized with a Hollywood Walk of Fame star in 1987. And he was given the, yes, and he was given the posthumous awards, which means he was given an award after he died, by Black Filmmakers Hall of Fame and the Directors Guild of America, both in 1989. Okay. That's awesome. So that's Oscar Michel. There we go. And... That is that's our Black History Month spotlights. They're yeah. all over. That does not mean that we will not do more spotlights, but but yeah. Cheers to all the black people out there and all the people who did incredible things growing up and who will continue to do incredible things and who will soon be doing incredible things. Absolutely. Cheers to all of y'all. Cheers. Cheers. All right, so. Let's catch up. Let's catch up because there's so much we have to talk about. Rachel has been hiding something from me for like two weeks. And I saw her in person for like not even five minutes. But I saw her in person and she goes, okay, I have two things to tell you, but I'm not going to tell you until the podcast. And then, of course, we didn't even end up recording the podcast. (laughs) So I've been sitting here being like. What is what what is it? I wanna know. <laughs> and then I, I kept a secret, secret from her too. Yes. I feel yes, like yes. I wonder if I know it. I don't know. Did you book your trip to France? No, not yet. Ah, oh, dang it, I didn't know it. Okay. That's okay. Well, the first secret we know. I you already told me. Yes, the first secret is that I now have a Fully functioning microphone. Woohoo! Woohoo! So now we're both mic'd up. Yeah, and now it sounds so much better. Um, so that is secret number one. Secret number two is that I, in less than a month, will be attending the introductory sommelier class. Yay! Yeah. Where is that? So I booked the introductory sommelier class. It is March 18th and 19th. And this one is in New York City. Fun. Yes. So I will be learning from master sommeliers and getting trained. It's an it's two-day, all-day, intense course where we just go over a bunch of stuff 
in the wine industry and wine history and wine regions and all that kind of fun stuff. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. I still remember when you first told me about it and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, you have to do that. You're going to, you're going to love it. I'm so happy. Yeah. So you'll have to tell us everything you learn. Absolutely. And that means I am on my way to becoming the official, official sommelier of this podcast. Woohoo! I'll freaking Woo-hoo. cheers to that one. Cheers to that. There's so many cheers this week. Mm-hmm. Last episode, we couldn't come up with one. Or yeah, that wasn't literally. last episode. Two episodes, we couldn't even come up with one cheers, and now we have so many. So many. We're, we're just making up for lost time. Exactly. Well, I'm so proud of you. So that is secret number two. Thank you. Okay, now I have a secret. Okay, yes. I need to hear your secret now. I feel as though I can already see your jaw dropping. Okay. I don't think you're going to be prepared for this one. Well, I'm ready right now. (laughs) So go ahead. I cut my hair. Oh my goodness, it looks so good. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. We are back to Caroline when We're I first met her. her in high school. All brown and short. Oh my goodness, it looks so good. Thank you. I did it impulsively at nine o'clock on Tuesday night, right before we we talked on FaceTime. Literally right before I had just finished when you called. Do you cut it yourself? Oh, fully. Okay, good. Fully did it myself. And my mom goes, Caroline, how do you know it's straight? And I was like, I looked in a mirror and she goes, you're brave. (laughs) You're brave. Oh my God. It looks so good. It truly was um, impulse decision I had Uh like kind of been thinking about it because I was like oh I should probably just I was going to cut it to like here and then Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) things happened but I was thinking about it and I was like well I really don't like how the bottom of my hair that had been blue was so orangey red tone brown because I had to fill it with an orange dye beforehand and I don't think that there's going to be an easy way to like color match better so I was like well why don't I just cut it off and then start fresh and then I just couldn't stop thinking about it and so I said "Ah, today has been a long day let's just do it let's just cut my hair it looks so good love it love it yeah I knew your I knew your jaw was gonna drop so, yeah, she's a little shorty gal. Shorty gal. I know. I like it, though. It's I it like it, good too. Pictures, yeah, I really said 2022, completely new Caroline. Yeah. Yeah. You sure did. I really did. You sure did. So, yeah, that's my surprise. Woohoo. <laughs> Love that. I knew you would. So, do we have any other updates? Um, my life has been an absolute shit show. Yeah. So currently I'm in midterms week. Midterms week spans at least three weeks. (laughs) So last week was craziness. 
this week was craziness and next week is not as bad but is still craziness so I wanted to show you my planner because what I did what I had to do for myself was literally write everything out to the hour to the minute almost and mind you, all of those blank spaces were filled by me doing assignments and work. There's There was no chill. Oh, I'm sure. Um, And then, yeah, it's – my life is just craziness right now. So I'm glad that we're drinking wine tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite a that's lot. Been, that was a lot. Yeah. That, that was a lot. So that's why we didn't – release an episode last week That's why. <laughs> and because the few times that caroline was free i was working yep so and work has just been there's a, a lot going story. on at work that we don't need to get into but anyway the only other thing that i wanted to talk about was a week and a half ago now i guess um I had two days off of work for the first time in a long time and I made the trek up to DC which was super fun um and, and I saw me, Caroline but then I was in Delaware and I saw Caroline for five minutes because the days that I came to DC she went to Delaware uh yeah like I said she left me busy busy she left me but you still saw lots of people. I did. I made it a whole trip. And it was a jam-packed two days, but it was super, super fun. And I got to see a lot of people that I haven't seen in a while. And it was just really nice to catch up with everybody. And yeah. And I was so sad to not be able to see you, but. I know. We prevail. Next time. Yes. Anyway. Let us get into our TV talk. Yeah. So we wanted to do this episode just to talk about TV shows that we've watched, what we love, what we... I mean, I don't. I didn't make a list of TV shows that I didn't like. Um, and then I also came up with the idea that we would talk about shows that, like, shaped us. So shows that we watched growing up because I love... The nostalgia talk. It's so fun for me. <laughs> exactly. But let's get into it. Yeah. So do so, we want to talk about shows we're currently watching first or what? Sure. Okay. Fine by me. I have four, which is shocking because I never do that. I have... I'm currently watching two new shows but I have a list of five because the season has ended on the other three oh. shows oh so I mean like... I guess I would have a list of five then okay so yeah <laughs> yeah but then I also am watching like old shows at the same time for like yeah out of the shows that I'm currently watching only one of them is new <laughs> all of them are old okay oops <laughs> oh well it's fine all right do you want to go first sure so the new show that i'm currently watching i started this is us okay 
I've had so many people tell me to watch it. It's been on yeah. my list. It's on Hulu for anyone yes. who would be interested in watching it. I've had so many people tell me to watch it. And I finally was like, oh, well, I just finished Supergirl. So let me start it. So I'm still – I'm late into the first season. But so far, so good. Yeah. I don't really I have did watch big of an opinion yet. Yeah. I watched This Is Us for a while, but I kind of stopped. I don't know where I stopped. But I just got really busy and then I just didn't have time to keep yeah. watching it. Oh, well. Um, but yeah. One of the new shows that I'm currently watching right now is the new How I Met Your Father. Yeah, I was going to start watching that at some point as well. Yes, which is also on Hulu. <laughs> and it has Hillary Duff in it. The title of this podcast is Netflix and Swirl, and yet we're only talking <laughs> about Hulu so far. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, well. Um, But I really like it. It's like, I mean, it's like cheesy like whatever tv like how i met your mother was but classic it's still pretty good there's a lot more diversity which i like okay um and i like the vibes of all the characters and it still throws like some of the old things from like how i met your mother in there which is fun but it's definitely good i like it so far cool yeah good i'm glad then i'll keep that on my list yeah so the next show that i'm watching is my favorite show and that's one tree hill (laughs) i have seen i have seen this show at least three times four times in total i have made other people watch it it is my comfort show Uh uh-huh but the reason i'm watching it now is because the three main girls in the show started a podcast where they are re-watching it. So I'm watching one episode every week and then listening to their podcast about it. So I'm watching it, but not like, I'm not binge watching it. Yeah. So that's my second show. Yeah. How's the podcast about it? Oh, so freaking good. Whenever I hear that anyone has watched One Tree Hill, I always tell them that they need to start rewatching it and then listening to the podcast because uh-huh. it is so good. Okay. It's literally one of my favorite things ever. I love yeah. it. Rob Lowe just started one like that for Parks and Rec. Really? Dude, and everyone is starting them. There's one for Gossip Girl now. My third show that I'm re-watching is New Girl because there's one for New Girl now. Is there really? Yes. There's one for 90210. Oh my god. Um, there's probably going to be one for The Office coming soon knowing I'm sure. This trend. So yeah. But so that's yeah. the third show that I'm watching is New Girl because they like just started it. I think they're only on episode like four or five. Okay. So I'm also re-watching that now. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, my second show, I caved and I started watching Euphoria. I just finished. Well, I guess technically I'm watching it right now too, because it's not fully finished. God, I'm watching so many shows. (laughs) Look at you. I caved too, though. Yeah. What are your Um, thoughts? I think it's okay. I think it, at some points it's like hard to watch. 
because of everything that happens in it, but also like it's a lot of high school drama and I'm so done with high school drama <laughs> that it's a little like, oh my God, really? Can we just like move on to the next Grow thing? Up. But then like some things I'm like, oh wait, that's like actual, like that's shitty. Like that's a real world problem that would still happen to somebody outside of high school. Like what the heck? And then it's like a yeah. good show to watch. So I think it like goes back and forth a little bit, but overall I think it's a good show and the acting is really, really good in it. The acting is great. I really only watch the show because so many people are watching it. That's exactly why I started. I I think it is so hard to watch. Yeah. I really, I don't like it for the content, quite frankly. I like the relationships within it. Like, I think that the connection between people, that's really the only reason that I'm still watching it is because I'm like, oh, something happens to this person. I wonder what it is. But mm -hmm. I think the thing is, I don't know why so many people are obsessed with it. Yeah. Why has it become like almost like this cult obsession? I don't know. Is it because people relate? Because I know for sure that I don't. I don't. But I can't, I can't wrap my head around why so many people are so obsessed with it. Like, I think overall it's a good show, but I just don't, like, it doesn't appeal to me as much. I guess. Like, it is done so well. The acting it's is great. I love who they chose to portray the characters. Yes. And they do wrap you in. I mean, the whole aesthetic of it is very cool. And there's not many shows that are like that. Yeah. And I feel like each character or like each actor knows the character that they're playing inside and out. Like they created their whole story for it. And they're doing like a really, really good job at portraying that story and not like yeah. straying from it in any way like it's just i that's the best part i think is the acting is so 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 good especially for young actors like that yeah i mean they're what around 25 yeah and they're currently portraying what like 15 16 year olds but mm -hmm. they're doing they're it's they really are doing a phenomenal job it's just not a show that like I could watch over and over and over again. Yeah, no. It's a very, very intense show. I would say that it's potentially one of the most triggering shows for some people who have gone through, you know, the, a wide range of traumatic incidences throughout their life. Yeah. I think, I don't know, it's very hard for me to, like, think about that show in depth. Yeah. Okay. Also, that's on HBO. I feel like we should say where these shows are. Yeah. So for back reference, One Tree Hill is on Hulu and New Girl is on Netflix. And Euphoria is on HBO Max. Yes. Yeah. So we've had one show on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> My next show still isn't on Netflix. <laughs> Um, anyway, neither is mine. <laughs> <laughs> my, my next show, um, that this season, the first season is over, but like, I'm waiting for the second season to come out. It's on HBO max. It's called white Lotus. I've heard of it, but I have never looked into it. So good. Yeah. 
So good. I watched what it when kind I had of genre? COVID. Um, a little bit like drama, but also a little mystery. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, but it's about so it's about a hotel in maybe Hawaii. I don't remember, but somewhere tropical. Um, the hotel is called White Lotus. Okay. And it follows a bunch of different characters who are VIPs at the hotel during their like week long trip. And like what happens all to those characters during their vacation. And it was like really interesting and really cool because there's so many different storylines going on between each of the characters, but it all like comes together because they're staying at the same hotel. They're on the same vacation basically. But I absolutely loved it. I binge watched it in like three days. It was so good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to I'll have to look at that one. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Yes. What's your next show? My next show is gonna make you like scream. Okay. <laughs> so Paulina and I always say, because we hang out so often, that we have always said we need to find a show for us to watch together. Uh-huh. So we're going through all the shows. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to watch something that we haven't seen before. What? Do I know the show? What is? What do you think it is? Is it Schitt's Creek? No. Aw, oh, dang it. I still don't like it. You yeah. will not get me to watch it. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's worse. <laughs> That's one of my shows that I have written down. I absolutely love Shit's Creek. I have uh, it. I can't get behind it. I just watch like random episodes here and there, but I love that show, which is on Netflix. Wow. One of them. Yes. Yes. Mine's on Hulu. <laughs> okay. So what's your show? So we finally decided to not watch something that we have not seen before, but we watched something that was from you know like childhood era that we should not have been watching when we were children (laughs) okay we are watching secret life of the american teenager oh my god (laughs) (laughs) okay oh we are and it is so bad yeah i can imagine so freaking bad dude i love it okay (laughs) all right so that's my next show okay (laughs) um my next show is on hulu and this is another show that the first season is over but i'm waiting for another season to come out it's only murders in the building I started to watch that and I just haven't finished it. I absolutely love that show. So it's a new show. It has Selena Gomez. It has uh, Martin Short and Martin. Martin. Yeah. And there are three characters and one night there's like a fire drill in their building and they don't know each other, but they all like have to leave the building because of a fire drill, but they're all listening to the same true crime podcast which like just came out right as the fire drill happened. So they all sit down and listen to it together. And it has like a mystery involved. Yeah. 
But then they go back into the building and find out that there's been like a murder inside of their building that they live in. And so the three of them together decide to start a true crime podcast about the murder that happened in their building. And it is so good, so intense the entire time. Like it's a mystery trying to figure out who in the building killed this person. And like there's so many twists and turns. I did not know who the murderer was. Like I could not figure it out for the life of me who the murderer was until the very like last episode when they revealed it. Oh, they do reveal it at the end. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have to get back into watching that and like finish it. We yeah. Paulina Ryan and I started to watch that all together and then it's just been a while since all three of us have been together again. Yeah. So, we were going to like only watch it together, but I don't know if that's going to happen. No, but it was so good. I absolutely loved it. And then I told my mom about it after like the first or second episode and she and I would watch it every single week and then call each other and talk about oh, it fine. after we watched it. Yeah. That's cute. So it was really cute. I love that. And we were like, oh my God, can you believe this happened and this happened and blah, 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 blah. It was really cute. But it's such a good show. Highly recommend. Yes, I have to finish it. Yes. All right. So my last show is Grey's Anatomy. I started it watching it. Of course it is. I started watching it during quarantine because I. I had been told by so many people, oh my God, you would love Grey's Anatomy. You should start watching Grey's Anatomy. And I always said, I don't have the time to watch Grey's Anatomy. There's like 500 seasons to it. I'm not sitting here and watching it. So then of course, when COVID hit, everyone had nothing to do. What else would I do besides watch Grey's Anatomy? So I started it. And I became obsessed. (laughs) I could not stop watching it. Uh And even when it like started to go downhill where it really wasn't as good as it originally was, I just still could not stop. And then after I finished watching it, I was like, oh my God, well, there's a spinoff. So let me watch the spinoff. And then I watched the spinoff. And then I was like, wait, but I missed the characters from the beginning of the show. So I started watching it again. Yeah. But now we're in season 17, right? Yeah. Oh my God. How many? Did we finish season 17? What season are we on? That's so many seasons. So many. Wait, we might be on season 18. Are we? Dude, we're on season 18. That's so many seasons. And it was renewed for season 19. No. Yeah. But God, it sucked me the hell in. And I didn't want to be that person who got obsessed with it and then like, oh, I got so obsessed with it that my Instagram explore page was filled with Grey's Anatomy memes. Yeah. Oh my god. I was I was that girl. Okay. So anyway. that's my last one. Okay. What's yours? Um well the one show that I've already watched through that I'm rewatching again. I guess I shouldn't make fun of you for 17 or 18 or 19 seasons because I'm rewatching Criminal Minds. And that's 15 oh my seasons. God. Yeah. I have thought but about I'm like, rewatching Criminal Minds. 
And yeah. I just – it gets so dark sometimes that I can't watch it continually in a row. Yeah, which I'm not. I'm, like, watching it when I need, like, yeah, a break from something else. Like, you need – to, you need to know, like, already what happens. Exactly. So, because I yeah. can just, like, put it on and, like, be on my phone half the time. But then I'm also like, ooh, mystery. <laughs> See, that's Grey's Anatomy for me. Because I'm like, well, I already know what's going to happen. So I don't mind, like, doing work while I'm watching or cooking while I'm watching, you know? Yeah. Well, Criminal Minds is on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Grey's Anatomy is on Hulu. (laughs) Anyway. Don't shoot us. So there are a few others that I could mention, but I figured we would go more into the shows that shaped us and kind of talk about the nostalgia aspect of it. I'd love to. Oh, I wrote out a whole list of the like main shows that I watched when I was younger. Okay. And, you know, I don't, you and I have never really talked about this. No. But I'm very intrigued to see how similar they are because you grew up as the oldest and I grew up as the youngest of two older brothers. And so the shows that I watched were definitely shaped more from things that my older brothers were watching. And I'm Hmm. certain that there's going to be some that you probably did not watch as often as I did. Oh, for sure. So I'm very intrigued to see what it is. Yeah. Well, the first one that came to mind was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. I didn't watch that growing up. You didn't? I loved Mm -mm. that show. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. I used to watch it all the time. I think that's one show that I watched that my brothers did not watch. Uh-huh. Loved. I'm surprised that you never watched it. Mm-mm. I'm kind of upset that you never watched it. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm really genuinely surprised. Yeah. But okay. Well, I watched like the like OG Disney shows. So I have like. Wizards of Waverly Place. That's on my Montana list. on my list. A lot of girls, that's on my list. Yeah. Um. So those are like the first like real shows that I remember getting into. Oh, okay. A vivid memory that I have of watching Hannah Montana is when I was probably eight years old because my brother was probably about a year old. But every single time me and my sister would sit down and watch Hannah Montana, he every time the theme song came on, The Best of Both Worlds, he would stand up in front of the TV, like holding onto the TV, and he would just like dance his little diaper butt in front of the TV. And it was the cutest thing. It was so cute. And we would like also we would just like replay the song just to see him dance to it oh that's precious it is so cute i also have a vivid memory of watching hannah montana yeah and that is i remember the day it came out really i do i remember being so excited by this point it was like right after my parents separated or got divorced i don't remember which one it was (laughs) Um, I think it was right after they got divorced. And I vividly remember 
being like, mom, this show is playing. It's the first episode. We have to watch it. And at that point, we always watch TV as a family for some reason, like uh-huh. at night. And yeah. I like rounded up the whole family. I was like, we're all watching it. <laughs> and we yeah. watched it in my mom's bedroom. I remember us all piling into her bed and us watching it. And I was like, that was the best 30 minutes of my life. <laughs> Loved it. I love that for little Caroline. I know. I do too. I love that. So I think what I'm going to, what we're going to do, I'm just going to go down my list and then we'll just talk about ones that we watched at the same time because there's going to be ones that you watched on here and there's going to be ones that, you know. Yeah. And then you can go through your list and tell me what ones that you watched that I didn't mention. Yeah. Sounds good. Sound good? All right. The next one I know that we both watched. Okay. Full House. Of course. Of course. I remember coming uh, home from of course. S- I came home from school and it would be on the TV. And so mm-hmm. we would come home from school and we would immediately turn Full House on. Yeah. It was that, just an after school show. That is a show that I'm so mad is not anywhere. Is it really not? I don't think it is. Fuller House is on Netflix, but I don't want to watch Fuller House. I want to watch Full no. House. I want to watch the original. Exactly. I don't think that it's anywhere because I've never been. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu. I That's want so to watch it so desperately. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. I loved that show. It was a great show. It was so good. Yeah. What's next? Wizards of Waverly Place. Of course, we already arguably that one. one of my favorite shows growing up. Absolutely, one of my favorite shows growing up. Selena Gomez was like my icon. So the I used to, icon of the 2000s I used to cut that my show. hair, girl. I used to cut my hair the same way that she did. When Alex Russo had short hair, I had short hair. When she <laughs> had layers in her hair, I had layers in my hair. I was trying to be Selena Gomez. I related so much to Harper in that show. Of course you did. And you and I are best friends. (laughs) Fun fact, the actress who played Harper is now a nurse. Is she really? That's awesome. She's a nurse. She became a nurse during COVID. Oh, love that. Yeah, so imagine going in because you have COVID and your nurse is freaking Harper from Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> I yeah. would think it would be a fever dream. <laughs> Literally, but no, she's she's a nurse now. So cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Love that. Anyway. The next one, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Of course I watched Sweet Love. Life of Zack and Cody. And Sweet Life on Deck. yes. Of course, had to watch it. Yes, had to watch it. So good. So good. Shaped my childhood. Literally. Ugh. Literally. The next one, Lizzie McGuire. Of course. So good. Is that on Disney Plus? I don't know. Because if it is, I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. I remember, I don't think I watched the Lizzie McGuire show as much. The Lizzie McGuire movie, movie? though. Mm. Chef's Kiss. 
I watched all of it. The show that I watched, I think, more than the Lizzie McGuire show is That's So Raven. Girl, that's on my list. We just haven't gotten there uh, yet. I well, love I'm That's So Raven. up your list. I love know. That's So Raven. That's such a good show, too. Yes. Um, The next one. So, okay. So, I have one more, and then I had That's So Raven. Okay. But also, What's like, That's So Raven feels like a fever dream. The whole concept of that show... And then there was a spinoff of That's So Raven, Corey in the Corey House. Corey in the House. <laughs> Dude, that came out that in like, like a 2004. Dream. Corey in the House did? No way. Something like, I, it might have been 2006. It was so, so much earlier than I thought. 2007. Okay. I just said 2006. Well, you're wrong. Shut up. Also, That's So Raven came out in 2003. Okay, but the fact that they were only four years apart. I know. The shows. What? Yeah. Gross. Definitely thought there was more time in between. I thought so, too. I was like, wait, Corey in the House came out when I was in, like, 2010 at the Yeah, I had to be, like, 12. Nope. Literally 2007. Yeah. That's when Hannah Montana came out. Hannah Montana came out in 2007? I think I and just Corey saw And Corey in the House came out in 2007? No freaking way. Really? Hannah Montana God, came out that- in 2006. Was 2006. I was going to... Okay, yeah. So my parents had just gotten but separated. But still... Still, only a year between Hannah Montana and Corey in the house. That seemed that, wrong. That's that's a wrong timeline. Wrong. Sorry. Fully wrong. wrong. Incorrect. Google. While you're on while you're on your phone, can you look up what our next show is, which is Kim Possible? Uh, when did that I come was out? gonna talk about that. That had to come oh, out. Of course we were gonna talk about Kim Possible. Two thousand three? Nope, two thousand two. 2003 was my guess. It came out 2002. Okay. I was going to say it had to have been before That's a Raven or something like that. I yeah. loved. Also, I don't know. I don't think that's anywhere. It's on Disney Plus. Oh, I'm watching it. Wowza. This is us. Can wait. <laughs> this is us. Sorry. I have to watch Kim Possible. I have to. No way. The movie. The movie. The Lizzie McGuire movie. When did that come out? 2000. Well, I'm going to say that Lizzie McGuire probably came out in like 2004. No, earlier than 2004. Lizzie McGuire came out 2001. 2001? Okay, so Mm -hmm. then the the movie. Don't tell me it came out in like 2004. It came out 2003. No! Yeah! What? 2003, the Lizzie McGuire movie. When she went to Rome? Yeah! Three? I thought that we had watched the premiere! I thought that we had been alive during the premiere. Well, we were alive, but like... (laughs) 2003... 
It that, was that's wrong. Ew. That is wrong. Yo, dude. God. <sighs> Why did they make it seem like it was new? I feel old. I feel ignorant. <laughs> I feel so I don't old. like that. I don't we're we're gonna okay, we're gonna we're gonna skip over. This is when I start getting into more Nickelodeon shows. Okay. Zoe 101. Yes. I Ooh. actually I watched that when I was older. I was not allowed to watch that when I was younger because my mom thought it was too inappropriate. Really? Yeah. I loved Zoe 101. That was so good. I was pissed when it ended. I know. But I did really enjoy that show. Such a good show. The next one, I, I'm very curious to know if you watched it. Okay. Drake and Josh. Of course I watched Drake and Josh. Okay, I didn't know. I loved it. Of course I watched Drake and Josh. I Drake absolutely so love good. that show. And uh, Miranda Cosgrove was on that show. Yes, Again, I only then- think of her as iCarly, but she was the little sister on Drake and Josh. Yes, she was. See, I watched iCarly, but I wasn't a huge fan of it. So when I think of Miranda Cosgrove, I think of Drake and Josh. Okay. You weren't a huge fan of iCarly? Like, I watched it, but I wasn't, like, crazed over it. I absolutely loved iCarly. Me and my sister watched every single episode together. That, I'm so anyway. disappointed. Sorry. Um, the next one, Unfabulous. Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. I had to remember. That's the one with, um, what's her name? Emma Roberts. Yes, Emma Roberts. Yes. Yep. I do remember that show. Such a bad show. Such a bad show, but so funny to watch. So bad. The next one, Fairly Odd Parents. Yes, I did watch that. Loved Fairly Odd Parents. And the last one, which is the classic one, SpongeBob. I was not allowed to watch SpongeBob. You were not. And I watched it like every single day. Because you had older brothers. Because my middle brother was obsessed with it. That makes sense. There's one other show that I want to mention that okay. is not one that shaped us, but is one that we watch and we are pissed about. And you talk, you and I talk about it quite often. Well, not quite often, but like we have talked about it multiple times. What show is this? Finding Carter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And nobody, Caroline and I are mad because, first of all, it was a good show, and then it never got past, what, season two? Two. And second of all, nobody's ever heard of it. Yes, but the reason that I had put it on this list is because Paulina knew it. And I was like, oh, my God, did you ever see Finding Carter? And she was like, I loved that show. And I was like, oh, oh my, my God, God. She's a keeper, just for that reason. Oh, yeah. Anywho, that's our TV shows. Those are the TV shows. That was a lot. As always. That's a lot. I mean, TV shows are going to be a lot. I know. 
but as We've suspected, <laughs> a little over time limit. Time, <laughs> time. We may or may not have ended up talking too much. Yeah. <laughs> Who is we surprised? Definitely did. Not not me. We haven't talked in so long that it's okay that we have talked a lot this episode. But I'm going to run and get my wine so we can start talking about this week's wine. I have it. Okay, but I need more of it. Oh, well, that's to a drink too. Okay. So that's what I'm going to get. Okay. I wonder if Rachel is going to make me guess the notes because I definitely cannot. You don't know any notes? What? You heard me? I heard you. Oh, no. I heard you. I thought I was talking to the camera. Well, technically to the camera. All right. All right. Back to the wine. Back to the wine. Let me pull up. So I can read the back of it. Sure. Go for it. So this one says the origin is a lively rosé wine from a selection of grapes from the Great Burgundy region. The flavor is dry, light, fresh, and fruity. And pairing suggests served chilled as an apertif. Is that how you say that word? Apertif. Or with salads, pasta dishes, grilled fish, or cold meats. Yeah. So that's all that the back of it says. All right. I'm trying to see if this says um, what wine it's made from or what grape it's made from. Well, it's from the Burgundy region, so. Yeah. It's mostly likely going to be Gamay and Pinot Noir. Okay. A mix or one or the other. Very cool. But, yes, this wine is a very nice French rosé. It's very... Well, do you want me to ask you about the notes? Or no? I, you know, I I typically say that when it comes to white wines, I can pick out notes better. This one I can't, but it also could be because my nose is a little bit stuffed up. So That's my... Fair flavor profile is not as here I probably wouldn't be able to tell anyway though it's dry light fresh and fruity <laughs> it is definitely very very fruity um that's definitely what I'm getting first off raspberry maybe a little bit yeah yeah I get raspberry I'm getting like a little strawberry Interesting. But it's definitely that, like, bright red light fruit. Yeah. Um, Not so much, like, the heavy dark red fruits. It's, like, mostly dry, but it has a little bit of sweetness left to it. And it's not super acidic, but it is a little citrusy. But that's, excuse me, that's what I'm getting from the wine. I totally agree with you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Everything you just said, second. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. 
Anyways. So, when it comes to European wines, a lot of times they are... They have more subtle flavors, you could say. But a lot more times than not, they're meant to be paired with a meal, with food. And I think this is one of those wines that would definitely be paired better with food or be paired with something. Which is funny because this is a wine that I would easily be able to drink alone without food. When a lot of the ones that we've drank in previous episodes, I have said that I don't think that I could drink this alone. I would need it with food. Yeah. This one... I think would be fine without food. What is an aperitif, by the way? It's aperitif, but um, it's like a beginning drink. So it's like champagne. It's something that you drink at the beginning of the night before you go into your food, before you get into like everything that you do in the night. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see yeah. that as this. I could yeah. see this wine as Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I can see this as a beginning drink, as a first yeah. drink. Um, but I do think it could be... I, I think it could be really good paired with something because it's definitely got that French quality to it. I, where Yeah, I feel like it would be good with like a creamy Tuscan salmon and linguine. I was thinking like some kind of seafood appetizer like scallops or something like that. Ooh, this would be good with scallops. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But all in all, I think this is a very good wine. It's a little more – well, it's not that I don't like the fruitiness, but I usually go for more like – I think the fruitiness adds a little bit of sweetness to it, and I usually tend to prefer like really, really dry rosés. Um, but I really like this wine. I think I would give it – let's think. I think I'd give it a three because I would absolutely drink it again, but I would want to drink it maybe as an aperitif if, like, I'm planning out a whole meal for the evening or, like, if I'm planning it, like, with an appetizer kind of thing with some kind of seafood. I want to – I would want to drink it again paired with something, paired as a part of the night. Interesting. See, I think I would give it maybe, like, a four and a half because wow. I would – Right? So this is a lot more up my alley, and I think it's because – not because it's a little bit sweeter, but it's still dry, but I uh, I like the flavors that are in it. I think the only thing is that maybe it's slightly too acidic. Okay, really? Yeah. I so I feel like I would prefer – I think it was super acidic. Really? Maybe. I've definitely had a lot more acidic wines. Like, it definitely has acidity, don't get me wrong, but, like... I have two, but I think in a rosé, I'm not looking for something super acidic. Okay. I feel like acidity, I look for more in white wines. And a rosé, I'm looking for something a little bit more mellow that can kind of, like, complement a range of different things. Yeah. And this, since it has that little bit of bitiness... I don't think it would complement a wide variety. Okay. I get that. I think so. That's why it gets demoted to four and a half. 
over a five. And not like a five. other yeah, like other if it if it didn't have as much of a bite, I would like it more. Okay. See, for me, a good like a really good rose is something that is very dry and very, very light. And I think this one is a little bit more medium bodied as well. Like it's not the most light rosé. It's definitely got a little bit more texture when you drink it. And it's got okay. that more body to it. Yeah. That I think that's why I think it would be good paired with something because if when I'm looking for like a really good rosé, I want that very very dry, very very light so I could because I want to feel like I could just drink it all day long and be okay with drinking it all day long. Interesting. And okay. so I think I definitely couldn't do that with this wine. Like, this is a wine that I would have to stop after a little while of drinking it. Like, I couldn't drink more than a bottle. Okay. But I still really like it. I still like the flavors, but I yeah, just I think, think it's good. not all quite there for what I personally like in a rosé. And like we have said multiple times, your opinion is your opinion. My opinion is my mm-hmm. opinion. We have very different opinions, and that is exactly. all okay, no matter what your opinion is. Exactly. So with that, I think, are we done? I think we're done. I think there's I think one other time. thing we... Time to say goodbye. Oh. I was going to say, I think it's time to plug our social media. <laughs> um, absolutely. Go for it. Follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, which we will be. We actually have our first ever TikTok that should be posted by the time that this episode is out. And I'm sure we'll probably end up posting it on our Instagram. So if you do not follow us on our Instagram, be sure to because that's where all of our updates come from, such as the update that we were not going to be releasing an episode on February 23rd. Yes. So make sure to follow us on Instagram. Now you can finally find us, uh, follow us on TikTok now that we have TikTok to talk about. And follow us on the app, The Vino, where you can see all the wines that we drink each week and what our thoughts are and ratings are on each of those wines. Um, and on all three of those, you, our handle is Vibin' with Vino. No G. No G. <laughs> Just Vibin'. Just Vibin'. Just Vibin'. And now both of us are going to continue to vibe during our night. I'm going to go pick up some dinner and then watch Grey's Anatomy all night. I'm going to finish this bottle of wine and head out downtown with a couple of friends. Two very different <laughs> Two of our very nights. different evenings, however, I'm, both I, fun. Which is funny because you are the person that typically keeps yourself, whereas I'm the person who typically is around more people. So we're, we're really switching everything up right now. Okay, but I feel like you're more of a homebody and I'm more of a like get out and do it kind of person. Arguable, but we'll talk about that in a later episode when we talk yes. about personality types. <laughs> Absolutely. So stay, stay tuned, tuned for that. For, stay tuned for that episode and many more episodes to come. 
Thank you all for listening to episode eight of Vibing with Vino. Still can't believe that we're two months in. I know. It's wild. But thank you again, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.